1: Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle have won. hey guys welcome back to the rugby league guru podcast something a little bit different for your friday afternoon Uh, i received in the mail the uh 2021 official rugby league annual of course put together by the original guru david middleton the stats guru absolute champion bloke would love to meet him one day would love to have him on the podcast uh even more remember absolutely loving everything he did when i was a kid i've collected just about every annual uh for the last probably 20 odd years i've got most of them still so absolutely love the annual and my favorite thing about About it is that David Middleton he picks his team of the year, so he picks a full one to thirteen, and then he picks his top five players uh, for that season. And you know they've been picking their top five players since nineteen ninety five, so it has been a long, long innings. There is a heap of players on this list. I've done a bit of content around them before, and uh, yeah, there's a couple of guys in this list that I think are going to feature in top fives for a number of years to come over the next decade or so. A very exciting time for Rugby League. Hopefully David Middleton keeps putting this together year after year. So today I'm just going to go through the 2021 team of the year. No huge shocks there. A lot of guys as expected. Then I'm going to go through the top five players and there's probably three of them that are really easy to pick. Then the next two, it gets a little bit more interesting. So let's have a look. David Middleton's team of the year at fullback, as expected. Tommy Turbo on the wings, Alex Johnson and Brian Toto. Uh, no real huge shocks there. AJ obviously had a sensational season for South Sydney. He's got a heap of tries. Brian Toto, arguably the best winger in rugby league right now, you know, on and off the ball and coming out of his own end. So no shocks there. Center's really interesting. Matty Burton, uh, he was Daly M center of the year. No huge shocks there. But once again, started the season as a replacement, halfback 5'8", to slip into, Daly, into the centre of the year for Dallie and this, pretty damn impressive, considering that he was signed for unders at the start of the season as a 5'8". Now he's the best centre in rugby league, arguably. Partnered up with Joey Manu from the Sydney Roosters, had a brilliant season. I would argue Joey obviously played a couple of positions in season 2021, so for, for that matter, I would say Justin Olam is probably unlucky, but... If you went with two of any of those three, I couldn't possibly argue with you. So, I understand the selection. At six, Cody Walker picks himself there. A sensational season for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. At seven, Nathan Cleary picks himself there. In the front row, I like these two picks. James Fisher-Harris and the Penrith Panthers and Payne Haas. Now, the headline of this, Haas could not be denied. So, obviously, a huge year from Payne Haas in a team that wasn't going overly well. He was sensational, as he has been for the last few years. In the second row, he's gone for Isaiah Papali'i and Angus Crichton. Couldn't possibly leave Isaiah Papali'i out. And I think Angus Crichton, he probably got a little bit underappreciated this year, but I thought he was sensational. And I think you're going to see the very best football of Angus Crichton's career over the next few years at hooker. He's gone for Brandon Smith from the Melbourne Storm. Obviously, been in the headlines recently. Recently, it's all been a little bit controversial with the cheese, but a sensational season. There was no doubting he was the best hooker at the Melbourne Storm in 2021. So, Brandon Smith walks straight into that jersey. And then the lock forward of the year, another controversial one. You could have gone Isaiah Yo or Cam Murray. Uh, David Middleton has gone for Cam Murray, which, as I've always said, I've sort of got these two as one and two at the moment. I've probably got Victor Radley a little bit below them because he's given these guys... Some so many opportunities to dominate at rep level in the final series because he simply hasn't been on the field. So very hard to argue with either of them. Isaiah Yo very unlucky to miss out. But if he would have gone with Isaiah Yo, I would have said Cameron Murray, extremely unlucky to miss out. So really handy side there. Tommy Turbo, AJ, Brian Toto, Matty Burton, Joey Manu, Cody Walker, Nathan Cleary in the halves, Payne Haas and Fisher-Harris up front, Bam, Brandon Smith in the nine, Isaiah Popoliti and Angus Crichton in the second row with Cam Murray in Jersey 13. Now, normally your top five players do come from this list, but they don't always. For example, you might want to fit in two 5-8s into your top five. You might want to fit in two halfbacks into your top five, two hookers, etc., etc. So it's not always the top five players come from the team of the year. Most of the guys, I'm just having a look at the top five, most of them do feature uh, in the team of the year. One two, three. Yeah, four of them do feature. One doesn't. We'll see how you go. I'll actually leave the one player that doesn't until the very end. But I'm just going to read you out the top five players. There's a little blurb next to them which David has written. So I'll go and have a, I'll read through those with you. Uh, I I think he's a brilliant writer, David Middleton. And I absolutely love the way um, that he gets stuck into his rugby league and whatnot. So player number one, obviously uh, Nathan Cleary, the halfback. He's an automatic. These aren't in a top five, by the way, in an order. They're just five players. Uh, So Tom Turojevic probably had the better season arguably, Uh, but Nathan Cleary when you consider finals, Clive Churchill could put him up there, but it is not in any specific order, in fact, I think it's just in alphabetical order realistically, yes it is okay, Nathan Cleary A grand final loss and a state-of-origin series defeat cast a dark shadow across an otherwise brilliant season for Nathan Cleary in 2020. There there, there were boxes he had to tick in 2021. The first was marked off without too much fuss in June when he helped steer the Blues to a crushing back-to-back defeat of the Maroons. The second was done under far more challenging circumstances. A shoulder injury suffered in the second Origin game threatened to end his season there, And then, and in all likelihood, the Panthers' chances of taking out the title would have gone with him. But thanks to a positive diagnosis, Cleary was given the option of delaying surgery until the end of the season by undergoing a program to strengthen muscles around the shoulder, which would allow him to return to playing after a few weeks there were risks attached. If he re-injured the shoulder, he would require immediate surgery and his season would be over. Fortunately for Cleary and the Panthers, the shoulder held together despite one or two scares and he helped the Panthers in their 18-year premiership drought with their grand final victory over South Sydney. He played no small role. His kicking game had developed into the most accurate and deadly in the competition. In the prelim final against Melbourne, he created a try for winger Stephen Crichton with a perfectly executed kick. It was a set play stored away since Sam Walker and Matt Ikevalu combined for a similar play for the Roosters in April. Under the pressure of a prelim final, Cleary had the presence of mind to call the play and the perfect execution to pull it off as the Panthers took a major step towards victory. In the grand final, it was five, five force dropouts that piled the pressure on South Sydney and emptied their tanks, and a perfect goal-kicking performance approved the ultimate difference on the scoreboard. Cleary terrorised teams with high kicks, most notably in round 23 against the Rabbitohs, when he bombed Latrell Mitchell and former teammate Josh Mansour into submission. Cleary's kicks led directly to 14 Panthers tries in 2021. Indirectly, they rarely failed to place his opponents on the back foot. He forced 26 goal line dropouts across the season more than any other player, and his 21 try this was the most by a halfback. An incredible season from Nathan Cleary. We obviously had him on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, a sensational chat. Highly advise you go back and have a listen to that one scary to think where Nathan Cleary could be over the next few years now I'm going to leave the next guy because he was the only guy that didn't feature in the team of the year so I'll I'll wait to the end with him you can have a think about who that might be the next one on our list is a teammate of Nathan Cleary a winger an incredible effort for a winger to make it I'm just having a look through the guys that have made it over the last few years we haven't had a winger quite some time. The last one was 2018, Val Holmes, but I'm actually pretty sure he was playing fullback that year. I think that's the year he played fullback for the Cronulla Sharks. So I'm just looking through the list. The last time we had a winger was quite some time ago. I'm back to 2014 now looking through it, and I don't think there's one there. I'll just spend another few seconds looking through this to see if we can find another winger on this list. Uh, I thought Semirad Radra might have snuck in during his time, but he hasn't, and I'm not sure... If there's another winger here, I'm back to two thousand. actually 2008. We've got Manu Vatavai. So he was the last winger to make it. Pretty damn impressive for Brian To'o to do what he's done at the age he is at after losing a grand final. Let's have a look at Brian To'o. When he debuted with the Panthers in 2019, early impressions suggested Brian To'o might struggle to survive as an NRL winger, given the lofty advantage possessed by many of his opponents. Uh, The 182cm To'o gives away 15cm or more to opponents like Daniel Tupi from the Roosters, Ken Mamalo from the Tigers, or Manly's Jason Saab. But as he demonstrated over the past two and a half seasons, To'o can compensate for a dearth of centimetres by building strength in the gym. The St. Mary's Jr. has developed into the most valuable pocket rocket in the competition through his ability to initiate his team's attacking drive from the backfield through an intoxicating combination of leg power and grim determination. Kick the ball to Toto, and you can guarantee that he will return the ball with interest. For Toto, interest is measured in post-contact meters and he was the top of the NRL in that category in 2021, averaging 90 meters per game, 90 post-contact meters. Unbelievable believable. He also topped the league in running metres, averaging a phenomenal 246 per game with his best effort of 336 metres against the Newcastle Knights in Round 7. That consistent contribution from the backfield was a huge benefit to the Panthers. If he wasn't returning the ball from a kick himself, he would take the next run in the set, and invariably he would deliver his team attacking momentum. He was occasionally caught out under the high ball, but he never stopped competing, and when the Panthers attacked their opponent's line, he proved himself the equal of any finisher in the game. To o achieved his best NRL return in 2021 of 15 tries from 21 games. And any question that he would struggle to take the next step to representative level was quickly dispelled with two tries on state of origin debut in Townsville and an attacking gains of 233 metres. Origin debut, 233 metres. Two meat pies. Sensational stuff. The other element he brought to the Panthers was enthusiasm. The sight of Toto bouncing into training, often accompanied by a beatbox and always wearing a beaming smile, brought energy to the entire group. His long playing history through the Panthers juniors with Jerome Lawyer, Nathan Cleary, and Stephen Crichton ensured the Panthers were among the tightest knit groups in the competition, and the team's relocation to the hub on the Sunshine Coast was likely a help rather than a hindrance to the team's performance. What a season from Brian Toto. I would argue that all those little uh, intangible stuff about what he does and, you know, around the squad and Monday to Friday, the way that he bounces around and enthusiasm, he also brought that to the Origin camp and I thought it had a massive influence on the New South Wales Blues. As we said, first winger since 2008 to get a feature in David Middleton's top five players and it was Manu Vadabai who scored 10 tries or more 10 seasons in a row, a champion player himself. So well done to Brian Toto. Sensational effort. That is the last of the Penrith Panthers boys in David Middleton's top five players. Let's move to our next one. This is the really obvious one. Tommy Turbo, what a season it was. The hardest part for Tom Trevojevic might be to live up to the incredible standards he set during a 2021 season that is likely to be the subject of Siegel's folklore in years to come. Trevojevic will uh, will be arguably the most scrutinised player in the NRL when club analysts make their preparations for 2022. Teams put the sword by Turbo in 2021 will redouble their efforts to find a weakness in his game or work out how to double team him or take time away from him or how to possibly keep him out of the game. Those who succeeded against him will take nothing for granted and work even harder on neutralising his threat. The, the, the defense expenditure will be worth every cent um, after the impact Trevojevic had on the completion in 2000. What on earth am I reading here? Let's start that again. The defense expenditure will be worth every cent after the impact Trevojevic had on the competition in 18 appearances in 2021. Sorry for the little aneurysm I had there, guys. The Seagulls' season was circling the drain pipe before Trevojevic made his comeback from a preseason hamstring injury. He arrived just in time to resuscitate their flagging hopes. From a whirlwind return performance against the Titans, Trevojevic went from strength to strength, scoring tries and setting them up as the Seagulls climbed from last place and into the top four. With each starring performance, predictions that Trevojevic would win the Dalian medal grew louder. And despite the late start and just 15 regular season games, Turbo claims the game's most prestigious individual award by five points. The Dalian honour was just part of the rich bounty claimed by Trevojevic in 2021. He was Dalian for Fullback of the year, he won the Wally Lewis Medal as player of the state of origin series, the Brad Fittler Medal as the Blues' best, as the Blues' players' player. He won Manly's player of the year award, the Roy Bull Medal, and was also the Seagulls' players' player. He won the RLPA players' champion and the RLPA fullback of the year. That. Trophy case at the Travojic household is getting heavy and it is getting crowded. Travojic finished the NRL season with 28 tries and 28 trisists. He broke the premiership record for most tries in a season by a fullback and overtook Phil Blake's 1983 club record for most tries in a season with the Seagulls at origin level. He became the first New South Wales player to score two hat tricks following his efforts in Perth in 2019. By every measure, it was one of the greatest individual seasons of them all. His aim in 2022 will be to do even better. A thought to strike fear into every opponent. Pretty crazy. He's only the second guy to score. Uh, sorry, he's only the, he's the first guy to score two hat-tricks in State of Origin. I didn't realize that. Even crazier to beat Phil Blake's try-scoring record. Phil Blake was an absolute freak. Uh, if you get an opportunity, go back and have a look at some Phil Blake highlights. The king of the chip over the top. That record's been held since 1983, and Turbo broke it in 15 games. I mean, the more you think about that, the crazier it gets. What a season from Turbo. Incredible stuff. Let's move to our next man, and it is, of course, the man out of Redfern, Cody Walker. An unbelievable season, a heap of tries. Started to push like Timmy Smith's record in 2005. It was incredible. Probably overshadowed a little bit by Nathan Cleary, uh, who obviously went on to win the premiership, and probably overshadowed in the regular season by Tommy Turbo, but it really was an incredible season from Cody. Knowing that Cody Walker was going to do... Knowing what Cody Walker was going to do was one thing in 2021. Stopping him from doing it was another thing altogether. Great point by uh, the guru here, David Middleton, obviously pointing out that it was so evident which side Cody Walker was going to go down, what he was going to do. The team simply couldn't stop it, which is the ultimate compliment to him. Walker was the NRL's master playmaker in 2021, producing a season of creative ball playing that verged on sorcery. He ignited the Rabbitohs' lethal left side attack and repeatedly squeezed the trigger on try scoring movements, even though everyone knew what he was about to do. It would be disingenuous to say that Walker did all of it on his own because it took quality teamwork to elude the opposition, and the secret was having a handful of options for Walker to play to. Whether it was decoy runner, drawing a defender, or center Dane Gago running onto a short pass, or Latrell Mitchell combining with winger Alex Johnson, Walker could choose the best fit for the situation. It depended on how the opposition reacted, but invariably, Walker's skill was in deciding was in deciding which move would make the most profitable for the team. And he made the right decision on just about every occasion. It was unbelievable. Walk was instrumental.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com people today.
1: Walker was the instrumental figure as the Rabbitohs topped the NRL with a left-side attack. The left side attack that scored 75 tries for the season. Wow, 75 tries for the season. I stuttered there to make sure I was reading that right. 23 more than the next best. He was pivotal to Johnson breaking the Rabbitohs' season try-scoring record, and he also contributed to the South scoring more tries as a team than in any season in club history. Walker himself finished the season with 33 try assists, the most in the NRL. He also crossed for 16 tries for a combined tally that was not all that far behind Tom Travoyvich 56 28 tries and 28 try assists Walker's try tally included an extraordinary individual effort in the grand final the Panthers hung off long enough for him to decide that running was the best option he pushed off Nathan he pushed off Panthers halfback Nathan Cleary on a 30 meter run to the line to put his team back on even terms after the Panthers had dominated possession for the first 20 minutes i think it's a really underrated play as far as grand final history goes i know it only happened a few weeks ago but what a try by Cody Walker obviously had the intercept later in the game which people are going to remember but that individual try I've got it right up there with Stacey Jones in 2002 it was sensational a casino junior Walker was late to the NRL party making his debut at 26 years of age but in 6 seasons he has made 141 appearances and remains at the top of his game the departure of Adam Reynolds to the Broncos will increase his responsibility as chief playmaker especially if he is partnered with a rookie but there is, a, is little question that Walker is up to the task. He will create the familiar attacking formation. His teammates will play their roles and Walker will squeeze the trigger. No doubt Walker's in for another big season in 2022. Uh, but a big test without Adam Reynolds next to him. Now, those are the four guys of the five that featured in the team of the year we mentioned at the start. Think about who do you think the last guy is? Now, he wasn't in the team of the year. So that means... It's not Alex Johnson. It's not Bat Burton. It's not Joey Manu. It's not Payne Haas. It's not James harris It's not Brandon Smith, which I think a lot of you would have guessed. It's not Isaiah Papali. It's not Angus Crichton. And it's not Cam Murray. So who could that fifth guy be? Very interesting. We were sort of having this discussion on Bloke and Abadja in the week that you could argue he's a top five player in rugby league and people would sort of push back on it. Or if you ask people to name their top five players, this guy probably gets left out. And it is Jerome Hughes from the Melbourne Storm. What a season He had in a season where the Melbourne Storm equaled the most wins ever in rugby league history. And we were under the consensus that Cameron Munster didn't really have a great season. Says a lot about their halfback. The year after Cameron Smith retired, sensational stuff. Let's read a little article about Jerome Hughes here. In a season in which the Storm equaled the all-time premiership record of 19 consecutive victories on their way to another minor premiership title, it would not have been hard to imagine that six or seven of their players would have rated highly among selections for the leading players of the season. It is a tribute to the teamwork of the Melbourne Storm that they could achieve so much without more than a couple of superstar performers across the season. Ryan Pappenhausen was in dynamic form early before he was knocked out in Magic (laughs) Round and he didn't recapture his best form until the finals. Winger Josh Adokar had some magic moments. Nico Hines was superb for three quarters of the season. And forwards Felice Cafusi, Dale and Jesse and Kenny Bromwich and Christian Welsh were all solid contributors. But when it came to consistent performance from start to finish, the two standouts were halfback Jerome Hughes and hooker Brandon Smith. And while Smith won the hooking berth in our Team of the Year, we couldn't go past Hughes as one of the top five players for the way he ignited the Storm's attack in 2021. Hughes's running game surprised many who were unaware that he possessed the pace off the mark to be able to pull through tackles as often as he did. And combined with his kicking skills and creativity in attack, he proved one of the most important components in the Storm's successes. He was acknowledged as such in December when he carried off the club's Player of the Year award for the first time. Hughes' season statistics compared favourably with any playmaker in the game. He came up with 19 try assists and 20 line breaks and forced 13 goal line dropouts. He also crossed for nine tries and finished as the highest ranked Storm player in voting for the Dalian medal, finishing seventh overall. Not bad for a player in only his third full season as halfback. Hughes took over. T- Hughes took on the role in 2019 following the departure of Cooper Cronk. Like Hughes, Cronk was a made toward a halfback at the Storm, defying the convention That halves are born and not made. Hughes' rise to stardom is a remarkable one. He made a single appearance as fullback for the Titans in 2013. Waited until 2016 for another single appearance in the Cowboys before joining the Storm in 2017 where his career took off. Should also be noted that when he was thrown into halfback, it was two weeks before the finals. So he didn't have a preseason. He didn't even have a regular season at halfback. He was just thrown in there. A year later, he's playing in a grand final. Well, a few weeks later, he's playing in a grand final, of course. An unbelievable achievement by Jerome Hughes, what he's done over the last few years. We spoke about it on the Bloke in a Bar podcast a few days ago. Just incredible stuff. So those are your top five players from 2021, according to David Middleton. Nathan Cleary, Jerome Hughes, Brian Toto, Tom Travojevic, Cody Walker. Now, the only guy who went back-to-back was, of course, Nathan Cleary. He featured in 2020. So the guys from 2020 were Nathan Cleary, Cam Munster, Josh Papali, Ryan Pappenhausen, and Jack Whiten. So I think everyone that was named on that list this year, it's their first appearance in there. Obviously, Tommy Turbo, he hasn't made an appearance before. Jerome Hughes hasn't. Uh, Cody Walker, also his first appearance too. So, sensational stuff there. Nathan Cleary, going back to back. The only guy to go back to back. And, I think, honestly, at age 24, there is a really good chance that he could appear in five or six of these uh, top five players of the years over the next few years. And when you have a look through the history, just doing it off the top of my head right now, going through it, a guy like Andrew Johns, for example, he appeared in 1998. That was his first appearance. 1999, he appeared. 2000, he appeared. 2001, he appeared. 2002, didn't get a start. 2003, no. 2004, no. 2005 was his last year. He got an appearance there. Not his last year, but 2006, no. Yeah, so you look at Joey's career, incredible. I know his injury affected, I understand that, but it also just is the reality of his situation. He also appeared in uh, 95 as well, sorry, very early parts of his career. So you have a look at Joey. He appeared once, twice, three, four, five times between 1995 and 2005 so when you have a look at Nathan Cleary he's still got a lot to chase there's no doubt about it but he's already appeared in this twice he's got two appearances already he's 24 years old he could potentially have another 12 years to go in his career God knows how many of these is going to appear in his team's one of the red hot favorites if not the red hot favorite to win the premiership again next season you would have to assume they'll be at the very top for a long time and I mean, God knows if Nathan Cleary is at the peak of his career right now. I highly doubt he is. I think in three or four years' time, when he's 27, 28, you're probably going to see the peak of Nathan Cleary. I honestly think that he could run down Andrew Johns here. He's got to get it four more times over the next 10 or 12 years. I'm probably going to back him in to do it, to be perfectly honest with you. And I know people don't like hearing that or comparing him to Joey. And I understand... Joey had a heap of injuries throughout that time that sort of derails this but it is the reality of the situation his record is what it is he is one of the greatest of all time if not the greatest of all time but I also just want people to be aware of the sort of trajectory that Nathan Cleary is on the path he is on if he keeps going at the rate he is going at it is going to be one hell of a career and one that I want you to enjoy now while it's happening because I think at the end of his career we're going to look back and he's going to be in the argument of the greatest players we've ever seen
0: target.